This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, hour three is upon us. Rush to Reason, Devers Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. As I said a few minutes ago, Christina Bob joining us now. She has got a new book out, her new book, I should say, the uh, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. Christina, welcome to Rush to Reason. And I think you tweeted out the book is out today. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, it actually came out on Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. I did just put some of the tweets out, but yeah, so it came right. out for a couple of days. So yesterday, so just a couple of days, and uh, okay, so you know, I ask every author this, I'll, I'll do no different with you, why the book? Well, you know, I was doing investigative journalism surrounding the 2020 election, and I was getting a lot more information than I was able to condense into the few minutes of reporting that you do on television. You know how that goes. You right. never have enough time to fit the whole story in. So I was just taking notes. I was taking copious notes and writing everything down. And I, I joke with folks that I accidentally wrote a book because I just put everything together and it, you know, it, it turned into a book. It worked. So nice. It really is my, uh, my investigation. It's, it's not a report. I mean, it reads like a story, but sure. uh, it's, it's the story of my investigation. All right. So where, where does the story start? Let's go all the way back to the beginning, I guess, and yep. walk us through things. Yeah, so it starts on election night. So I was uh, a reporter covering the election at the White House on election night, and I fully expected to be home by midnight, even with COVID and the mail-in ballots. I I didn't think anybody would be able to cheat enough to beat Donald Trump. You know, I saw the rallies, the massive size of his rallies. He had hundreds of thousands of people in a weekend, and Joe Biden struggled to fill a high school gymnasium. And so I, I just thought there's no contest. There's absolutely no contest here. How how could Donald Trump lose this election? And then, you know, election night, you started to see some funny things. They started to stop counting. And that's when I thought, oh, no, no, no. Here here we go. So I just started digging into it. And, you know, I thought I'd be home by midnight on election night. And here we are two, later, two right. years later. I'm still working on it. Still talking about it. So, yes. And, yeah. and, you, and I know in the book you talk about, you know, the illegal use of absentee ballots, which we've talked about here, you know, numerous times. Yeah. And then you get into some of the other things. And, of course, there's been films even, you know, 2,000 Mules that have discussed some of these things, yeah. you know, in depth and really proving some of the things, you know, that, that, that happened. How much of this do you feel went on nationwide? I, I think it went on in most states, even, okay. even conservative states. Um, I, I, in my book, I do have a lot of this data in it, you know, like how many dead voters, illegal voters, all that stuff. That's, right. I have chunks of that in there, but my book really is focused on the politicking and the interactions between the elected officials and the fact that we had the ability to correct the 2020 election in 2020, November, December. We could have figured it out before 
January 6th, but for Republicans that were in the way. And so I was surprised by the large role that Republicans played to block any transparency into what happened in 2020. And that that's the surprising thing to me. I mean, the stories of of the politicking that took place about keeping the fraud a secret. The, the, the way I summarize it is Democrats cheated and Republicans covered it up. And that last part is what surprised me more than anything. Yeah, because I say this all the time, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. You know, ever since the fall of man and votes of any kind of, of, of form started happening in elections. There's been cheating since day one, let's face it. I, I mean, I, I think it's yeah. very pie-in-the-sky-ish for anyone, uh, Republicans included, to think that we're ever going to have a quote-unquote absolutely, you know, uh, no fraud, no stealing of a vote, no nothing going on in any election moving forward because we live in a fallen world, world with, you know, fallen men and things like that, Christina, sure. are going to happen. What we have to do is, of course, do the very best we can to make sure that that's Yep. To the utmost minimized, and there's very little of it going on, not the massive, not massive amount that we saw happening in 2020. And then to your point, when we do see some things and we want to investigate it and figure out what's really going on, not just give it a pass and cover it up and move on, but really go after it, investigate it, and figure out what the deal is, which we, to your point, we did not really do in 2020. No, no, we did. I mean, we tried. I tried. Rudy tried. There were several grassroots that popped up and were trying but we were blocked in all of these states by Republicans. I mean, to some extent, we weren't completely blocked. You know, Arizona audit happened. I give all of the dirty details about what happened in Arizona. And, but Republicans blocked part of it. I mean, even now, the Arizona Senate still never received Splunk Law's administrative passwords uh, to the machines, the routers. They don't have any of that stuff because the folks that have it just refused to comply with the subpoena. And, oh, by the way, the Republican attorney general refused to enforce the subpoena. So, well, and, and I get, you know, again, yeah. I'm always one of these where, you know, title of my show, Rush to Reason, is there for a reason. I mean, I always want to get to the whys of why some of these things happen. What's yeah. your opinion as to why it went that way and why these individuals uh, did that? I, I think that the Republican Party, up until, up until, like, this year, I think has been a party of cowards. I think... For the most part, got along, get along. They would they would compromise on things that were very important. But not at all. They would do it just to keep the status quo. Yeah. Well, the status quo is broken, and they've been going along with Democrat corruption for so long that they don't know what it means to be a real politician anymore. They've completely lost their their compass. They've lost their true north. Yeah, and and to your point, I think, and I've talked about this on air many times as well. I also feel like. Donald Trump was a threat to them in a lot of different mm-hmm. areas. He didn't like what they were doing in, in a lot of those different things that you're referring to. And, and he didn't, you know, you know, you know, Donald Trump, he doesn't, he, a lot like myself, doesn't pull any punches. doesn't matter who's on the other end of the phone or who is in the room. He's going to call it like it is. He really doesn't care. He, he has no debts owed to anyone. And that's part that's of the right. problem I feel like the party has with him is the fact that he owes nothing to, to, to no one. And in turn, he gets a lot of shots back at him because they don't like dirt being uncovered. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Did I mean, have you read my book yet? I've not read your book yet. No, I have not. I've, I mean, I've read bits I and pieces it. of it, is what I can, but I've not ordered it and, yeah. and, and actually gone that 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 route it yet. No, sounded like you were reading page number one. I mean, that's how I opened <laughs> it. So, all right. Well, we think alike, I guess. Then that just shows you that. Yeah. 
And 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 yeah, again, yeah. you know, and to your point, I mean, for everybody listening, that's that's what you just said. How you start the book and uncovering some of those things and really talking about who Trump is. Anyways, that's and again, that, that was my opinion. You have the same exact opinion that yeah. I have, which means it's probably pretty factual. Because if two or more of us start agreeing on something, and and <laughs> and, and we kind of know that's the direction things yeah. things are at that point. Now, I think you said something a moment ago, which I I also wanted to question you on, which is. Up until this year. So what do you feel has happened in 2022, 2023 that's different from 2020? I think MAGA patriots are, are starting to take back the party. And those that have been in office are getting bolder. I mean, look at what happened with the Speaker of the House True. Uh, issue with Matt Gates running that. I mean, I, I honestly don't know if in my adult life, I'm 40 years old, I don't know if in my adult life I have actually seen a session in Congress that actually functioned properly, and that was it. People say, "Oh, it's not functioning properly." Properly, they're arguing. That's how you. That's get how it's to supposed to work. No, that no, that oh. part I fully agree with. Yes, in fact, and, and I've so said for years, if no law ever gets that's enacted because they're fighting, that's fine by me. I hate this term. We have to reach across the aisle. No, no. we don't. We stand no, our we ground. If we fight till the end and nothing happens, fine. Fine. Oh, exactly. And for so long, Republicans haven't haven't stood up for Republican values and Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Chip Roy and, you know, all the others, they did that. And I think that's a really good example of what, what Congress is supposed to look like. And I haven't really, really truly seen that in my adult life, I don't think. So that's why I say up until now, because I think the Republican Party is reforming much. Too well, I think you know, to your point, even McCarthy, who's been pretty wishy-washy on some yeah. things and more establishment than probably most of us like. But, that, you know, the the little clip that I saw today of him answering some reporters questions on what he's going to do with some of the committee appointments, Schiff being one of them. Uh, he didn't pull any punches, got right back in the reporters yeah. faces and basically said a guy like that, that lies to the American public, that had the right information, still chose to lie. No, that guy is not going to serve on any kind of a committee where there are sensitive classified documents of any way shape or form because he's proven he can't handle them correctly yeah that's exactly right and we would not have seen that four six eight years ago they would have completely ignored it and just done whatever they wanted true and so the republican party whether they're people that have been in office and they've been guilty of being like the lazy coward sluggards that aren't doing anything they're now going oh the MAGA base is engaged, meaning I have to do my job, and they're stepping up and actually doing it. Some of them, not all of them, but but they're doing it in a way that more than were. haven't done That's right. in decades. That's right. No, more. Okay. So what are other things, or what are people going to find? What other things will people find in the book when it comes to some of what happened in 2020 that they need to be watching out for in 2024? Well, so I go through, you know, what, what Democrats did in 2020, you know, whether it's the mail-in ballots, the harvesting, the trafficking, you know, I, I go into a lot of that. Um, what I would like to see and what I the, the response that I hope the readers have is, like, the vibe I'm going for, if I can sound young, is I, I want people to feel angry but empowered. I okay. want you to know what happened. It will make you very angry. But you, I hope that I give you ideas and tools to go forward in your own community and get involved. The sad reality is we are vastly outnumbered in election activism. Yeah, and we are. Like, I, I spoke with folks on the ground in Detroit that they were Republicans working the polls. No joke, they were outnumbered. A hundred Democrat workers for every one Republican. 
That is unacceptable. We can sit here and cry about election fraud all we want. Yeah. Don't be wrong. I think yeah. she did. I think they did that yeah, thing. Yeah, agree. You can't sit here and cry about it from your couch and look and yeah. see that they're they are running the election. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. No, no, you, you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. It's so refreshing because I like you. Yes, did things happen in 2020? Absolutely. On the same token, did we not do some things as a party that we should have done? Not only your, what yeah. you're talking about in the book regarding some of our elected officials, but even on top of that, our own voters and even some of some of the quote unquote Christian base that wouldn't vote for Trump because it just didn't feel right. I mean, Christina, we've yeah. got other issues we've got to fix, even outside of the nefarious things going on election wise. We've got some things yeah. inside of our own party party we need to fix before 2024 a hundred percent and the good the good news of that is it's very fixable and that, that part's not even that hard we just need people to show up not just to show up to vote but work the election yeah. now if you're in one of those states that has a three-week election or four you know whatever those well, Colorado, we have mail-in ballots have since 2013, so ours yeah. doesn't, isn't necessarily a three-week election, but ballots go out about two to three weeks prior to the election, and people start voting then. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Colorado's very interesting. I actually have some facts on Colorado in there, and, and you were one of the original, I think you may have been the we original. We were one of the original seven ballots. or eight states that did it, yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, you were, and so I, I go into the background on Colorado just a little bit. And we're not um, perfect. We, we, you know, Trust me, as a, as a host here in Colorado, I know some of our own issues we have in Colorado. Do we do it better than some other states? Yes, but do we have our own issues, and can you... You know, not legally, but can you, you know, ballot harvest here and do they? Absolutely. Which the question I then have back to you, Christine, is why don't we? Sorry, why don't why don't we? Why don't, oh, why Republicans don't we do, all do it? The Democrats are doing it. Why yeah, aren't we? Crazy. Yeah, no, no, that's right. I mean, we, our election operations need to be just as aggressive yes. as the Democrats. Legal. Where where we differ with the Democrats is they cross the line and they do illegal activity. And that's the part that I'm hoping to clean up, working with law enforcement, working with state legislatures. You know, I, I'm trying to make their ability to break the law very, very small yes. before yes. the election. Agree. And then the rest of the country has to do the rest of the work. So, but, but to your uh, point, we yeah. also have to be, and I've said this numerous times on air, you know, yes, within the law, we need to be as aggressive, if not more so, than the other side if we plan on winning future elections. But if we just sort of sit back and watch what happens, we're done. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, is anybody surprised about that? You know, if you no. if you see that people are cheating, and then you don't get involved and allow them to continue to run the elections without us volunteering and working the polls, like yep. is anybody surprised? That's right. No, you you are you are spot on. So uh, again, appreciate the the book very much, folks. You can buy it. I'm assuming I I, I you know of course went to Amazon, found it right there. Is that the easiest place, best place to buy it, Christina? Yeah, probably. I think so. Amazon's easy. Okay. All right. That's the best place to go then, folks. Uh, Christine, as things come up and you want to come back on air, I'd love to have you. Appreciate you very much. Thanks for writing the book. We appreciate that as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Christina Bob, again, one of Trump's uh, attorneys and wrote the book. It is called Stealing Your Vote. The inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. And by the way, I like a lot of what she said because she's not just zoomed in on one particular area. She's talking about this globally. and What do we need to do to respond in 2024? And in fact, the matter is a lot of it is the same things we talk about here on air on a routine basis. So, yes, Christine, if you're still listening, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next, folks. And anything you need when it comes to your heating, your HVAC, your you know furnace, of course, 
roofs, you name it, they can take care of it. Don't forget electrical. They've got that covered as well. 720-526-0231. When an unexpected emergency forces you to spend a lot of money, that can be a huge strain on your family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will take care of you and your family no matter what. Offering peace of mind financing with a variety of options to meet your unique needs. Emergencies happen at the worst times, and because of that, when everything goes downhill, you're not always financially ready to make a large purchase. You should never have to question putting your family first, and that's why Absolute offers a variety of stress-free financing options. You can rest assured that fixing the problem today won't be a strain in the future. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air helps you meet your needs by keeping their home services affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526. 0231 or by visiting klzradio.com today and be sure to mention KLZ Radio and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up offer for quality and service beyond compare call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air If you need any legal help, our legal eagle, my attorney, is Kevin Flesh. Whatever you need, call Kevin. The only thing he doesn't do is family law. Other than that, he's your guy. 303-806-8886 or fleshlawfirm.com. And it's F-L-E-S-C-H, fleshlawfirm.com. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now. 303-806-8886. Folks, navigating a home purchase or a sale, either one of those can be daunting. Take the stress out of it. Call two realtors, and you get two for the price of one, by the way, KNR Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market by identifying exactly who your competition is. You'll actually go to see similar listings in your area, so you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Cat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I've got time, actually, to play the... 
Kevin McCarthy clip, if you've not heard that, in his response to a, this is actually from C-SPAN, but in a response to a question from a reporter. Now, it may be tough for you to actually hear what the reporter says, but Kevin does a good job of, of really uh, vocalizing what the reporter said and then handling that reporter as well. And this is a particular reporter that is, you know, as usual, very rude, which they can be, and not in a rudeness as Peter Ducey is with uh, Sean Pierre, I mean, he's not rude to her. He just calls her out on all sorts of things that she can never seem to answer correctly. This is totally different. This reporter is being very badgering, if you would. And he does a really good job. And actually, I, I will give him kudos. He does a great job of handling this. Here you go. Intel committee. Is, is Santos- okay, real quick. She asked, you're moving Adam Schiff from Schiffity Schiff. You're moving him from the Intel Committee. That was the question. Here's his answer. Intel Committee? Am I allowing Schiff, am I allowing Schiff to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Well, let me be very. He's got elected by his district. So, okay. Let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not. Okay. In all respect. Thank you. No, no. Let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America, and I will always put them first, all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing, and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there. That committee? And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. 
Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public, too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters, too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. By the way, great answer. So if uh, those of you that are out there thinking that we should not have allowed him to be speaker in the first place, I think you're seeing that no He's doing a great job. He responded to that reporter in a very, very um, stiff, if you would, matter, where he basically told her, no, this is how this is going to work, and no, you're not going to keep badgering me, and the answer I give you is going to be the answer, and if you don't like it, tough noogies, this is the answer. And he did. He, he completed a very, a, a very good explanation of as to why Santos and Schiff, neither one, would be able to serve on the Intel Committee, which, by the way, I agree with both of those individuals, Republican and Democrat, not serving on the Intel Committee. If you can't be truthful to the American public and your own voters, why should you serve on Intel? You shouldn't. Bottom line, he is 100% correct in what he's doing there. They should neither one be able to serve on, on that particular committee. If they want to serve on other committees, as he said, fine. The other thing I appreciate him saying is, listen, I'll let Democrats serve on committees, unlike what Democrats did to us, not letting us serve on certain committees, or in some cases, none at all. He said, hey, I don't have any problem if a Democrat wants to serve on a committee, but we're not going to have people that lie and, and basically falsify things to the American public serving on intel. Good for him, by the way. So, again, will he do a good job for us? Well, so far he's proving that he is. Now, is that because of some of the things that were pushed for him to do before becoming Speaker of the House? I, you know, I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know that anybody can. Because we don't know what would have happened had those agreements not been made. Would he still have acted this way? I don't know. Honestly, I don't have those answers. Fact of the matter is, at this point, it doesn't matter. It is what it is today. He's doing the job we need him to do. We need to support him in that and then continue to move forward. That's my feeling on it. Whether people like him or not isn't the issue. Like Liking someone versus letting them get their job done are two different things. If you've ever been an employer, you'll soon realize that you don't have to like someone to have them work for you and still get the job done at the end of the day. It's called a job and getting things done at the end of the day. You don't have to be my best friend to work for me and work arm in arm and get things done. In fact, in a lot of cases, not being best friends gets more work done because you can be real with one another, explain things to one another, and actually be truthful when it's all said and done, when frankly, sometimes friends won't do that because they might hurt one another's feelings. So again, at the end of the day, you don't need to be friends to work together to get things done. And, and I'll, I'll go as far as saying, in a lot of cases, you're better off not being friends to get things done at the end of the day. I'll leave it at that. So again, you, you can find that. We'll put that clip up a little bit later tonight, but it's, it's out all over the internet. All you have to do is type in McCarthy uh, response to journalist, and you'll find that anywhere. It's very easy to find, but we'll have that up later on our website as well. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And again, I say it all the time, but really mean it. You need this number written down. Uh, you need it in your phone if you have any plumbing issue at all. And they do come up, folks. All of us end up with plumbing issues from time to time, myself included. Whatever that happens to be, if it's something you can tackle on your own, fine. If it's above your head, call High Five Plumbing. And there's upgrades they can do inside your home as well. So not only regular routine maintenance and repairs, but they can also do upgrades as needed as you would like. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's High Five Plumbing.
You pay too much money on your energy bill, heating water that just ends up coming out lukewarm anyway. Don't waste any more money on your inefficient water heater. High Five Plumbing will help you choose a new water heater that's not only more efficient, but match what your household's water usage needs are, too. When installing your new water heater, High Five's top priority is to provide you with stellar service and an installation that you are satisfied with, which is why they offer a two-year parts and labor warranty on your new water heater. While they are there, they can even customize the pressure and temperature threshold of your home's water system to how you like it. Schedule your replacement with the experts at High Five Plumbing today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out their contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing right now. Mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and waived service fee. For our listeners only, High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, folks, Extreme Auto Repair, they've got a deal on batteries right now. Don't forget, they can brighten your headlights as well, plus any other need your vehicle has, they can take care of all of it. Find them at klzradio.com. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, Solar Energy Partners, again, is your home a good candidate for solar, and will you save money and or how much money will you save moving forward? The only way to have that answered is to have an analysis done. Alan Davis can do that. No obligation, no cost. Just have him out and see exactly how that would work and then decide at the end what you want to do. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill, and you feel months' worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, and uh, because I am going to be out of town tomorrow and Friday, we're going to do a very uh, lengthy 
Uh, we'll have a, a special, I should say, tomorrow, a four-hour special with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. So if you enjoy listening to them, which I always do, we always learn a lot, uh, we will put the best of some of our recent episodes up tomorrow for that. And then uh, on top of that, Scott Garlis is going to join us here in just a moment or two because normally he's with us on Thursdays. But I asked him if he would be willing to join us tonight. Instead, there's some things I'd like to talk to him about in regards to just markets, economy, the Fed, and all of that. We do that on a weekly basis, and Scott agreed to join us this evening. He had some family things going on that we are about five minutes or so late because of, but I appreciate Scott taking time out of his evening, if you would, because in his case, it's now 7.30, so I appreciate that very much. So, Scott, thanks again for taking time out of your family. I was just telling everybody that I'm very thankful that you do this on a weekly basis, and this week's shifting gears from Thursday to today, because I will not be here uh, tomorrow. I'm going to go down to Barrett-Jackson and, and in a way, really looking to see, Scott, what comes out of the auction. You know, there's a lot of high-priced automobiles and things that are there, but to me, what some of those high-end buyers are doing, to me, gives us an indication of what the economy is doing as well. If I see a big pullback from some of those big spenders, well, I think that's an indication of what's happening economically. Totally. I could not agree with you more. I'd actually be really interested to hear the results. Well, I will. I will keep you posted of that. So I, I will be there uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, possibly even Saturday, and probably most likely Saturday as well. And I'll give you an update as to how some of that goes. And of course, those of you listening, you can see a lot of this. It's televised. It's not that hard to determine. But you know, on top of that, though, the one thing you can't necessarily get, Scott, on TV is just the. The aura of what's going on there. You know, what are the buyers like? What's the excitement level like? You know, I was there last year. You couldn't tell there was anything going on economically speaking. Cars were bringing big money. Uh, you know, people were yeah. spending money. There wasn't any issues. I'm anxious to see this year. Is it that same feeling or is it dropped a little bit? Because to me, that's a telltale sign of, of what some of the big players are doing economically speaking. Totally. And it's um, isn't it amazing what a difference a year makes. Yes. A year, yeah, it was exactly a year ago, and we are in a different position now than we were then. Totally. So, anyways, that's where I'll be, so I appreciate you shifting gears and joining us. So talk about the Bank of Canada and what, what, what they've done. Yeah, uh, so today the Bank of Canada announced its latest policy decision. Um, what they did was they raised interest rates by 25 basis points to 4.5%, uh, sort of like what the Federal Reserve is probably going to do next week, but the Bank of Canada was the first to raise rates back in March of last year. It was March 1st. Um, but the Bank of Canada said they're going to stop. Mm. <clears throat> and, and the reason uh, why they're going to stop is one of the things you and I keep talking about is they said they've really raised rates very quickly and they need to step back and look at the impact on the economy. Mm. Now, okay. when they started this, I want to say the Bank of Canada was right around 0%. Um, yeah, they've not been too raising. far off of us all along, have they? No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, yeah, they were right around a quarter, 0.25%, right in line with the U.S. Um, at the time of the first rate hike. Okay. So, not saying so, that we're going to do exactly what Canada does. But let's face it, we share enough things back and forth, even economically speaking. Not saying I particularly care for that, because I think there's some things that go on in this country that you know Canada has far too much control over, and there's probably things up there that they yeah. would say the same things about us. I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying that is what it is. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but both countries have to be pretty close to one another in some of these things, or it gets things really out of whack economically for as far as trade and everything else goes back and forth. Am I right? 
Oh yeah, they, they have to be because because exactly that it wouldn't it just wouldn't make sense if they weren't at least I mean all these guys talk to them. Um, and if, if they were very divergent in politics, it just wouldn't make sense. I mean, the, the, the thing that I think we have to remind ourselves of is our neighbors to the north are not the same as the neighbors to the south, and what happens economically above us is way different than what happens economically below us. Yes, that's correct. Okay. I'll make sure I say that correct. So I guess in turn, looking at what potentially the feds might do, knowing what Canada has just done, Will we get another full half point, you know, two quarter points out of the Fed, or are they going to do one and stop? What are your thoughts? You know, I think uh, we are going to get another quarter point on February 1st, and then I believe it's March 22nd is the next meeting. Uh, We're going to get a hike then, and that's going to be when the Fed pauses. Okay. And that'll put us at what rate, comparatively speaking, to Canada? That'll put us at about 5%. Right now, Canada just got to where the U.S. is. Um, so we're already at 4.5%. So I think we'll be at 5%. The Fed has guided for a range of 5 to a quarter. If they hike 25 basis points in February and 25 basis points in March, they'll be at 4 and 3 quarters to 5. I like to look at the upper bound. Um, But I think when they get to 5, I don't think they're going to make that next leap. Because, look, I think this extra 50 basis points we're going to go is, is going to be painful enough. Hmm. They don't need to go another 75. I could tell you that I don't think they need to go any, but they're not going to listen to me. I'm, I'm with you there. I think if they, I think, I'd love to see them say, you know what, we're hiking 25 basis points in February and say, that's it. We decided we're going to stop now. But I, I don't think they're going to do that. Right. I agree. Last week, we talked a little bit about the bond market and what was happening there. Any major yeah. changes since last week on that line? No, no. Um, interest rates continue to come in. Um, you know, the, what's interesting there is the 30-year, I was looking at that again today, it was at 7.3% back at the end of October. It's down to about 6.2%. Um, so that's definitely better. I mean, Goldman Sachs recently said they're starting to see signs that the housing industry in the U.S. has bottomed, and it's starting to turn, and activity starting to pick back up a bit okay. because of rates having dropped that much. Okay. So, I mean, that that really, to me, what we're seeing with interest rates, like the, the two-year was around, uh, I want to say it was five way back at the end of October, way back. Uh, <laughs> but back at the end of October, it was about 5%. And it's back down to like 4.1. Um, you know, and we're seeing a similar type move with the 10-year. And so what that really tells me is, you know, investors just, just don't think the Fed's going to go much further. Now, historically, like I've looked at every rate hike cycle since uh, 1980, and basically this is the fastest we've ever raised rates. And in the past, in these past rate cycles, the Fed has stayed, you know, nowhere. They, they've stayed on pause for about four months. And then they start cutting. Okay, that, that's the average window of time. So, you know, the Fed saying <laughs> the Fed is saying they're not going to cut before next year. I would be surprised if that winds up being the case. I well, bet you. By the I agree with you. I, I think what the, when they start seeing some of their numbers that have come in, and even some of the, which I don't necessarily want to attribute these cuts that are happening at big tech and other things as economically related. I think what's happened, I was going to ask you, is I think what's happened is 
A, they saw what Elon Musk did at Twitter. That thing was bloated. Uh, he knew it. He cut a lot of staff. Nothing at Twitter changed. Everybody said the thing would die. They wouldn't be able to handle yeah. you know, the business and so on. Uh, quite the opposite has happened, Scott. They're all doing just fine. I think other big tech is looking at this saying, wait a minute. And I think, by the way, their stockholders and directors are saying the same thing. It's like, wait a minute. They, they cut. They did it. They've got less cost, and they seem to be making it just fine. What are you guys doing now? So I don't look at it necessarily as economics. I look at it as Elon Musk sort of pioneered, let's cut some of this bloat out, and now the others are going to have to follow suit. Well, you know, the only one that really isn't firing anybody right now is Apple, and the big reason why is because Apple was much more conservative on their hiring practice. Yeah, they, they run a, a tighter these, ship. Yeah, a lot of these guys got really aggressive um, during the pandemic because they thought, man, this is going to keep going like this forever. You know, it, it never does. And I know having spent so many years on Wall Street, and been through a number of cycles. Wall Street always overfires at the top. I mean, overhires at the top and overfires at the bottom. It's right. it's part of the vicious cycle. But yeah, Apple Apple's the only one that's really that, that hasn't have many layoffs, and that's because they did a good job of management. And they, and let's face it, Scott, it's a different company. Even though it's a tech company, they do hardware and software, but really they do a lot more hardware than a lot of the other companies do, Microsoft included. Yes. So they're not selling software only. And when you do more hardware, you need more key people in you know, R&D and production and purchasing and all the different facets of that business, as you know. And no offense, it's not like Microsoft putting out, you know, Windows 12. It's a completely different world, as you know, not knocking Microsoft, but you tend yeah. to not get as bloated in the way Apple has done it versus the way some of the others have. And again, not, not giving Apple kudos. They've got, you know, they make mistakes and do things that they shouldn't at times as well. But, but in this particular case, they're not as bloated. Yeah, and Apple's business is built much more on consumers who tend to be stickier with some of the subscription stuff they do versus Microsoft is, is much more corporate-based. And, and that can, you know, when corporations start cutting stuff, they can cut a lot quicker than a, than a consumer might be slower. So right. that, that revenue stream can last a little bit longer. That's um, right. So, yeah, it's... My point is, I don't want people to get all bent out of shape and think the economy's crashing because some of these big tech companies are laying off thousands and thousands of people. These are people, Scott, that needed to be laid off no matter what because they're just, it's bloat. They don't need to be there. That, that is correct. You're spot on. Okay. All right. So moving on, you, you, this is something that's interesting because I did want to chat about this for a moment. You see China as some speculative investments. I, I yes. Not to disagree, but I, I think China's got all sorts of big problems that they are covering up. I think it's a lot worse totally. than people think. And I would be one that would be very cautious of investing in China because I think they got a lot of issues they haven't dealt with. They, they, that's nothing new for China. Um, you know, China won't release like the, the debt data because it's Correct. Really bad. It's Correct. Three hundred percent debt to GDP. But when I say speculative, what I mean is, you know, you're willing to invest money in it that if it goes kaput, you're not. Okay. Going to okay, I got it. Okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. And so, if you were to look at it from a portfolio standpoint, maybe five to seven percent, and you know, you take a shot. But the reason I say this is. Uh, there's some recent data out from the People's Bank of China. The total deposits versus loans right now, so what consumers have deposited banks versus loans have been made, has grown to a record number. It's at $6.5 trillion. That's the most we've ever seen. 
and it's because of the money these people have saved during the pandemic. Um, so they've been locked down for three years. They're about to be unleashed on the world, and so because they removed all their COVID barriers. Now in the U.S., we saw you know, COVID uh, infection spike. It took about three months, and then they, they backed way off as we sort of dealt with it, and everybody became built up immunities. We uh, what is it, inoculations, whatever. So China started this in the beginning of December, so we're coming up on two months. Uh, things are going to get better, and we're already seeing data out of Macau and Hong Kong from China's in the middle of the, the Golden Week holiday, I believe it is, or the Lunar New Year holiday. Um, there was a horse racing track in Hong Kong that saw $273 million in wagers made the other day. Hmm. It's the, the most they've had since they became independent from the, uh, the UK. Hmm. So it's and the, the number of visitors to Macau, which is a big gambling hub, they're way up. So I look at that, and then the Chinese government, once we get on the back end of the infections and, and things are starting to look better, they're getting ready to unleash a flood of stimulus on the economy. I'm not saying that's going to be good long-term, what I am saying, though, is if, you know, somebody that's looking speculatively at a short-term horizon, think about what happened mm. here when all that stimulus got yeah, good point. on this yeah, country good point. and our, our stock market took off. So you put some money in it, you have like a trailing stop. If you're down 20% from the peak of where you invested, you get out. And I think you can make some, some good money in about 12 months' time. Okay. Already. All right, good to know. Revenge travel. Talk about that. And for those of you that don't know what revenge travel is, just go look it up. But basically, people are mad. They weren't able to get out, so now they're going to go travel. But you're saying that, that that's going to be locked up for three years? Explain. Oh, no. They, because these people were locked up for three they're years. They're going to now spend money is what you're saying. Yes. So Chinese travelers, the UN puts out data every year on this. Chinese travelers were 20% of global tourist dollars mm. prior to the pandemic, and that has been shut down. Got it. uh, it's like less, less than half, and the U.S., recent data shows U.S. Uh, travel spending for last year, the full numbers aren't in yet, but it was on pace to be about 3 to 5% ahead of 2019, uh, 2019's numbers. So you're going to see a similar type thing in China, and that's going to be good for gaming stocks. Uh, think about Macau in particular, Las Vegas Sands, Wynn, Galaxy Entertainment, MGM. Those names are all going to benefit as because China, prior to the pandemic, 15% of all their tourist dollars went to Macau and gambling. Mm, interesting. All right, last but not least, exchange-traded fund KBA. What's What are you talking about there? Okay, so KBA is a Chinese... Uh, Stock fund, and what they do is they invest in the China A shares. So that is a way I think people can play the Chinese government uh, unleashing all the stimulus. And about I would say it's really going to start happening in about two months' time. Um, and again, it's a, it's an ETF that trades in the U.S. It's a safe way to do it. You're not trying to buy shares over on a Chinese exchange. You buy them here, and it tracks uh, those shares. Okay. Makes total sense. All right, last but not least, how do folks find you, Scott? Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Um, come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there now for a little guy. Scott, talk to you next week. It's always a joy. Thank you again for your time and taking time from your family for us. We appreciate it.
Oh, anytime. John, have fun. You, you bet. I will, Scott. Appreciate it very much. And, yeah, for those of you listening, I will bring a report back on Monday as to what the auction in Arizona is like. And, yes, it's a big car auction. For those of you not familiar with Barrett-Jackson, it is the premier uh, this one, especially the premier auction of its kind. No, it's not Pebble Beach. If you know what Pebble Beach is, it's not Pebble Beach. But it is literally everything automotive related, uh, everything from you know very plain Jane regular cars all the way up to very high end million dollar plus automobiles. And yes, it's an auction, so people bid. And again, I, I look at that as a as an indicator of what's going to happen economically. Because if some of those cars are either not selling or selling it for a much less price. It kind of tells you exactly where I think things are uh, economically speaking. So I'll bring a report back on Monday. We'll talk more about that. I'll set some time aside as well. In the meantime, Affordable Interest Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers, we talked about mortgage rates a moment ago with Scott. If you want to know where you're at today, what you could possibly do, and first-time home buyers, there's programs also for you. Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 321 buy down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month or less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith was with us in the 3 o'clock hour, and love talking to Al. If you don't have a plan in place yet for retirement, make sure you do. Get with Al on that. And if you've uh, had one but you haven't updated it and you haven't talked to your financial advisor in quite some time, talk to Al as well. 303-744-1128. Your kids need to start planning for retirement. Golden Eagle Financial and Al Smith can help them get started on their retirement plans now. A small amount of time and money today can make a huge difference for their financial future. Beginning at 20 versus 40 is not a linear difference. It's exponential. With compound interest, that investment will grow exponentially so your children can accumulate more money for a successful retirement. Introducing your children to retirement planning early allows you to set them up for a financially successful future and enables them to handle a financial emergency without relying on your help. Getting them started with a solid retirement plan through Golden Eagle Financial today will not only save both of you money, but can also create wealth for them down the road. Call Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial now. 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. Or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. And for those of you looking for windows and doors, making the home more comfortable, make it more sellable, make it more whatever, you name it, even just aesthetically pleasing to you, you can do that. Dave Bancroft will help you. One window or all, one door or all. He's got financing available, and he will save you money over the big box guys. 303-529-0720.
You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you, not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable, They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on the dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash windows. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, Give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Got about a minute left here, and yes, I will be gone tomorrow and Friday. Andy, though, will be here on Friday. He's got movie reviews that he will be doing as well, and this week he's got two new ones. It's Maybe I Do and Fear, and then the movie rental review hour will be uh, taking away your movies that take away your Man card. So that's Andy on Friday. Uh, Saturday, I will have a live program, even though I'm not here. Dennis Brewster has agreed and is kind to come in and handle things, which I appreciate greatly. So he will be here on Friday or on Saturday to take care of things. Uh, Fix It Radio, we've got a realtor, a friend of his, that's going to be coming in for Fix It Radio. And then Drive Radio will be he and Jeff Kitty. Jeff's, of course, our transmission expert. So if you've got any issues transmission wise, be sure to call in on Saturday and those guys will be happy to help you out. So, yes, they will be all live shows with the exception of tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a best of with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. And as always, if you've got a specific question, even though I'm not here, feel free to text us. I can still get that to Dr. Kelly and get that answered. 307-200-8222 is the text line, of course. You can always go to the website, rushtoreason.com. The National Crawford Roundtable, don't forget, that plays next. If you want to listen to the first hour again, you need to go to the website, rushtoreason.com. Click the show note section, and you'll find all of that listed there. So, guys, have a great rest of your week. I will see you back here on Monday, but we'll still be here doing things as always on Rush to Reason. This is KLZ 560.